Hello everyone. Welcome to Reading Through the Bible with Elder Linda. So glad you joined me. Well, uh, I am Elder Linda for those that are new to the channel. And on this channel, what we do is we read the scripture together, we make sure we understand it, and then we make application to our lives. And I post a new video by Wednesday of every week. Sometimes it's up as late as early as Tuesday evening. <clears throat> but I'm glad you joined me. Please give me a thumb up or subscribe to the channel and I would greatly appreciate it. Um, but last week we were on, uh, we did chapter four. We read chapter four and a part, a little bit of chapter five. Um, and we completed chapter four. However, in chapter five, we started reading about the Beatitudes and we didn't get very far. We got to the very first, um, uh, first blessed, be blessed are the poor. It's the first one we got to. So, um, today we're going to finish the Beatitudes and I'm hoping that we finish all of chapter five. Chapter five is pretty long. It's like, it has about 48 verses. So we'll see how it goes, but hopefully we finish chapter five and maybe start chapter six. So let's just start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We adore you. We appreciate you, O oh Lord. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would come in and be the teacher. Lord, and we're careful to give you the glory, O oh God. We pray that you'd open our eyes and our ears and our understanding, O oh God, that we might understand your word. Father, bless all those that are listening, Lord, and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> okay, so let's go to Matthew chapter 5. And just want to repeat something that I repeated last week just because I think it's worth repeating because we're going to be reading about some uh, characteristics and uh it's going to sound like some perfect people. It's going to sound like nobody can be that perfect. But I just wanted to remind us that Jesus is giving us a mirror of what we're going to look like. This is, uh, this is what a kingdom citizen is going to look like. And I'm just want I just, I got to read again what he gave me before we start. Maybe for those that didn't, wasn't here the last time. It says, what we are about to read is Jesus giving us a mirror as to what we should and what we will look like when he is done with us, baptizing us in his, in the Holy Spirit and baptizing us with fire. So don't get discouraged if we're not there yet right now. So when we read some of these things about how perfect these people are turning the other cheek and all that, and you say, well, I'm not there yet. Don't get discouraged about that because we are in the process of being changed to his image. And when he is done with us, taking us through the fire, baptizing us in his Holy Spirit, changing us into his image. When he's done with us, we will do and act like all these things Jesus is going to be telling us about in, in this book of Matthew and on the Sermon on the Mount. We should get excited, not condemned, reading the Sermon on the Mount because he is telling us what we will look like as kingdom citizens. Amen. So with that in mind, let's just jump on in there. Uh, the first one we talked about was blessed are the poor in spirit. We talked about that last week. <clears throat> and we talked about um, blessed. We looked at the word blessed in the original Greek. In original Greek, it means fortunate, extremely blessed, well off, happy. Fortunate, ex supremely blessed. I like to say extremely, but it actually says supremely blessed, well off and happy. Uh, and righteousness 
In the Greek means equity and justification, that you're in right standing with God. So, supremely fortunate. Now remember, blessed means supremely fortunate. So the, just the supremely fortunate ones is the poor in spirit. And they are supremely fortunate because they are going to get the kingdom of heaven. And we talked about last week how uh, those that are poor in spirit recognize that, that they need Jesus. We need Jesus. We are, we are supposed to be the poor in spirit. Um, and that if he doesn't do it, it won't get done. And that we can't do it without him. We're desperate for him. All that constitutes being poor in spirit. Uh, we looked up the word poor and, and, and it meant to be needy. Poor in, in a concordance means to be a beggar or a pauper. Uh, someone who's very, very poor. So, so we need to, we need to stay needy. <clears throat> we need to stay needing, realizing that we need Jesus. Amen. And in James 4, 6, it tells us that God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. So if we stay needy and humble, God is going to give us grace and give us what we need. Okay, so the second one, it says, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And remember I said, I know I normally read out of the um, New Living Translation, but for the Beatitudes, and since we're going to be looking up some words and everything, I wanted to use the, the King James Version. Um, I did do a, um, a teaching video I'm going to post on my channel um, just to give pointers on how to study the Bible, uh, so that you can study along with me. Those that want to study along with me, as opposed to, you know, that maybe not just want to listen, but want to do some studying too. Um, so yeah, I did a short video for those that, that need that. There's others that, you know, you're studious, you don't need that. So that video isn't for you. Uh, but it's a simple video, you know, kind of giving tips on how I study and maybe that would help somebody else, um, to study along with me. Um, but when I, when you're studying the uh, in the concordance, the concordance, and I forgot to mention that on the tape, but the concordance uh, uses the King James Version of the Bible. When you look up words, you have to, uh, this has to be your source, the King James Version of the Bible, because the concordance is keyed to the King James Version. So any words that you're trying to look up uh, from the King James Version, you will find uh, in the concordance. You won't find the, the words that are in the New Living Translation because it's not key to this Bible. It's key to the King James Version. So I hope that I made that clear. Okay, so anyway, let's go to verse 4. We're in Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. It says, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And they that mourn, when you look that up, mourn means to grieve. In the concordance, it means to grieve. Mourn means also to feel or express deep sorrow or grief, according to the World Book Dictionary. Now, all of us have gone through times when we've had to mourn. I mean, and it really means that you're grieving. So, I mean, and you could be grieving for a lot of things. You can be grieving because of the death of a loved one, uh, which I've had to go through that not too long ago in my life. Uh, my sister passed away and it's, it's something that, that takes time, uh, for you to go through that process. Uh, and, and there's no set time that say, okay, you, you should be finished grieving, uh, 
in a week. No, there's no such thing as that. For each person, it's different. And and sometimes it feel, you, you feel it so deep, you just have to just wait until God does what he's going to do to help you get over it, you know? And he will help you get over it. He'll, it'll, he'll, with time, it gets better. But we all go through times when we're grieving over uh, situations or people or whatever the situation might be. We have grief in our life from time to time. And God promises us, Jesus promises us that you are going to be comforted. So all the pain and the hurt that you, we're experiencing in this life, we're going to be comforted. Amen. In Isaiah 51, 11, it tells us, Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon her head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. So what does that tell us? It's, it's going to come a day when there's not going to be any more crying, any more tears, any more pain. All of that's going to pass away. Amen. Uh, and what a day that shall be. It tells us that in Revelation as well. It's going to pass away. One day there, there won't be any more pain. Uh, one day there won't be any more grief because we will be in our, in our new place with him. Amen. So verse three, it tells us, um, the third one says, Blessed are the meek. I'm in verse five. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth or the land. Um, <clears throat> meek in the original Greek means humble. So hear that word humble again. And humble means that you don't consider yourself as important. So Jesus is telling us that we should have an attitude. We should have a character. Um, and if you don't have it, like I said, he's going to work it in you. He knows how to work it in you. But we should have a character uh, as a kingdom citizen that we are humble, that we're meek, that we don't feel like we're the most important person in the world, uh, where the world doesn't revolve around us and what we want and me, myself, and I. Amen? But we need to be humble. And we need to stay humble. And in all honesty, only God can help us do that because these, these natures that we inherited from Adam and Eve, the sinful nature, okay, uh, sometimes it doesn't know how to be humble. But thank God that he knows how to humble us. God knows how to, to, to stop you in your, in your tracks when you're going the wrong direction. He knows how to make you pause when you when you're when you're being arrogant when you're when you're not in the right spirit so what we need to do is to listen to the holy spirit as he's molding and making us and changing us because there'll be situations that uh that humbleness goes out the window and all of a sudden you know the 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 uh, that other part nature other part of you starts flaring up you know uh well wait a minute you know uh and if you listen to the Holy Spirit, he'll be able to calm you back down and let you know, okay, wait a minute now. Stay humble. Stay humble. Yeah, you could be arrogant. Yeah, you can give them a piece of your mind, but stay humble. And if we listen to the Holy Spirit, guess what? We're being changed into his image little by little. Uh, the next one says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. 
And when you look up those words in the concordance to hunger and to thirst means to crave. So blessed are those that are craving righteousness. Uh, uh, and righteousness um, it means to be in right standing, uh, to be justified, to have things done rightly in the right way. Uh, it means equity, upright conduct, virtue, behavior showing a high moral standard, the quality or condition of being right and just. So blessed are you who, who crave things to be right. You want things to be right because you are going to be satisfied. Things are going to be made right for you. Amen. The next one says, blessed are the merciful. I'm in verse six, for they shall obtain mercy. So if you're merciful and merciful means to be compassionate, it means to be compassionate. Compassion, uh, in if you look that up in the dictionary, means the feelings for another sorrow or hardship that leads to helping them. So, so blessed are those that are merciful. You can say blessed are those that are compassionate. Because if you're compassionate, guess what? You're going to inherit the earth. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. You're going to obtain mercy. You're going to obtain compassion because of you being compassionate. I lost my place there. But you, because of you being compassionate, you're going to obtain compassion. Number Verse 8 said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, to be pure in heart, it means your heart is clean. You're genuine, uh, no false pretense. And when it talks about your heart, it means in your mind and in your thinking and in your thoughts and your feelings. So you, you're pure in heart. You're, you're not uh, uh, being deceptive to people. And God knows our heart. Uh, he, he, in, in 1 Samuel 16, 7, when Samuel went to anoint the new king, Samuel was looking at the outward appearance of people. He was looking at how some of uh, some of these young men, uh, some of David's brothers, were uh, robust and big, and they looked like a king, you know. And 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 Saul was looking at all that. I mean, Samuel was looking at all that, and then, and God told him, "Men look on the outer appearance, but I look on the heart," which means I I see I see deep down there. I can see whether or not they're pure in heart, whether or not they're clean. I can see all that. So blessed are the pure in heart, because if you're pure, if you're clean, if your heart is right, you're going to see God. You're going to see God. And not only that, but I'm, the Lord just, just dropped something else in my spirit. But if if your, your heart is clean and you're genuine, you are going to see God even in your environment. God's going to show himself to you. You're going to see God in everything that you do. You're going to see where he is. You're going to see him in your life. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Okay, then number, verse 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. So um, 
these children of God, this he maker, are those that are laboring to bring forth peace. They 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 work at uh being mediators and uh to make peace. Blessed are the peace, the peacemakers. We want to be peacemakers. We don't want to be people that stir up trouble and cause riots and cause stuff to happen. No, we want to be the peacemakers. And when you there's a scripture that says, much that lies within your power, follow peace with all men. So whenever you're able to uh, diffuse a situation, do that. You know, uh, God will be pleased with that. And you'll be called the children of God. Verse 10 said, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sakes, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So when you're persecuted, what does it mean to be persecuted? Uh, you're treated unfairly. Again and again, somebody tries to harm you again and again to be persecuted. They treat you badly. And usually when you're persecuted, that means you've done, you really haven't done anything to deserve it. Just because you belong to him. And verse 11 goes right along with that. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. In verse 12, it says, Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So the prophets were persecuted. It's just par for the course. As a kingdom uh, citizen, prepare for persecution. Prepare to be mistreated. If they mistreated Jesus, they're going to mistreat you. Amen. Because you're a child of the king. And that's part of your making. That's part of your development. That's part of him changing you into his image. We're going to have to suffer persecution. We're going to have to go through the fire. We're going to have to go through some changes in order to be made into his image. Remember I said we can't, we can't have a cushy life else we're going to be crying out to him. But when you're uncomfortable, when you're hurting, when you're in pain, you find yourself on your knees before God crying out to him. And it makes you get closer to him because there's trouble knocking at your door. Amen. So persecution is going to come. So we need to get ready for it as children of the king. So let's go to um, the declarations. Let's go to verse 13. And before we go to the verse 13, just remember that in the verses that we just read, Jesus tells us that if we demonstrate those godly characteristics, we will be rewarded and we will enjoy supreme happiness. We're going to be rewarded if we are in those beatitudes. If those, if those are the kind of characteristics that we have, we will be extremely fortunate. Amen? So we're, 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 we're anticipating, hallelujah, his Holy Spirit making us look like that. Amen. So that's not something for you to be depressed about. It's something for you to say, wow, that's what I'm going to look like. Amen. Hallelujah. So verse 13 through 16, it talks about the salt and the light that Jesus says, uh, well, you know what? I don't think we read that. We read the Beatitudes. So let's read the rest of chapter five before we go on. So we're going to start in verse 13. It says, you are the salt of the earth. Because I think last week we read just the Beatitudes from 1 through 12. So we're going to read 13 through the end of the chapter. Verse 13 says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his Savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth 
good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And think not that I am come to destroy the, the law or the prophets, for I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So uh, in case we didn't catch that, in the kingdom of heaven, there's different levels. Some are going to be called great and some are going to be called least in the kingdom. Verse 20, for I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Reka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. One second. That word Reka means. Uh, when you call somebody empty, vain, and a worthless fellow. So when you call, when you say rake up somebody, that means you're calling them an idiot. And it says, and whosoever shall say to his brother rake up, whosoever shall call his brother an idiot, shall be in danger of the council. And whosoever shall say thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Therefore, if thou bring thy, thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee. Leave, thee. leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way first, be counseled, be reconciled, I'm sorry, by thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Uh, and this is telling us how we um, how we're supposed to rectify situations with a fellow Christian. And we're gonna get into all this, but we just wanna read it first. Agree, verse 25, agree with thine adversary quickly whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge and the judge deliver thee to the officer and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt be by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if thy light, if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should 
perish and not that the whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. It hath been said, whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorce. But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, caused her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. Again, you have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, thou shalt, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shall perform unto the Lord thine oaths, thy, or thou shalt not swear falsely. Forswear means swear falsely. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whosoever is more than these cometh of evil. For whatsoever is more of these cometh, cometh of evil. You have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain or two miles. Give to him that ask of thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. You have heard that it has been said, you shall love their neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, and do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That ye may be, that ye may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and he sendeth his rain on the just and the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your father which is in heaven is perfect. Amen. Amen. So that is the end of chapter five. And it looks like we're not going to get to uh, discuss a lot of that. But in um, verse 13 through 16, it talks about us being the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So in other words, he's telling us as Christians, we're the flavor to the world. Uh, but if we lose our ability to have to be the flavor of the world, we're worthless. We're useless. And we don't want to be worthless and useless to God. We want to be the flavor of the world. And how do you be the flavor of the world? How do you be the light of the world? That you just let your light shine. You just be who God's called you to be. You know, it says a city on a hill can't be hid. You can't hide a light. You know, somebody once um, had a, did an example of a dark room. And they took a, a little pin light on a little pin. And the room was pitch black. When they, 
they touch that little pin light, you can see that pin light all over the room. So it doesn't matter how small you think your light is. Your light, your, people will see your light. Your light will shine. So just let your light shine, be who you are, and just let, let the, the radiance of, of the King of Kings who live in you come forth in you today. Let him uh, light the way for you. Uh, let people see him in you. And how do you do that? Just by loving on him and, and listening to his Holy Spirit and doing the right thing. Amen. So we're going to talk about that more next week. Um, wow. Uh, chapter five is kind of long, but that's okay. Uh, we're going to talk, finish talking about chapter five next week. And also, again, I wanted to um, invite you to the channel. If you uh, don't know the Lord as your personal savior, there are two videos on a playlist. One is called The Sinner's Prayer. The other one is called Teaching About Salvation. Uh, and it's on my channel called Reading Through the Bible with Elder Linda, uh, my YouTube channel. So go on that channel and it will lead you to Christ. It'll tell you why you need Jesus in your life. And uh, the, the Teaching About Salvation video will give you all the scriptures that you need to show you what happens to you once you accept Christ into your heart. So go on there so you can uh, give your heart to the Lord because uh, that's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. Let's come to know Jesus. And, and we can we can read this and study this word, but if we haven't accepted Christ into our heart, what good is it going to do us? So, so please, please accept Christ into your heart, amen, so that he can uh, mold you and make you and that he'll come back and get you and you'll be ready when he comes, amen, amen. So let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We appreciate you, Lord. Father, we just pray for anyone out there that, that don't know you as their personal Savior. Father, we pray that you would stir them up, oh God. Father, have them say, what must I do to be saved? Father, cause them to see, oh God, that they need you, Jesus, that we need you more than anything, oh God. We thank you, Lord God. We ask that you touch all those that are listening to this, to this tape, Lord God. We ask that you meet all the needs, whatever the needs might be. And we praise you, we honor you, and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.